the weekend is back, and with it comes me. Hi, I'm Reggie, your weekend watcher, and every weekend, just like clockwork, I put together a podcast where I watch a movie or a, or a television show on a big streaming platform, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and HBO Now, where I choose a title that nobody's talking about, and I explore it and figure out, hey, what's this movie trying to do? What's this show trying to do, and is it worth it? And at the end of the weekend, I try, I pull together uh, an assessment of who is this movie built for? Who is this meant to entertain? Well, this weekend, it's no different, but this time we're on HBO Now, and my voice is a little huskier, but you know what? That works perfectly because we're looking at HBO's Spawn. That's right. The, the 1990s classic Spawn, which was a comic, because we're in comic book month! Uh, written by Todd, uh, written and uh, are uh, drawn by Todd McFarlane, not only had a movie starring Michael Jai White uh, in the mid '90s, it also had a television show, very dark one, mind you, uh, that was featured on HBO, starring Kevin Michael Richardson. I think they just really didn't like having dudes with three names play Spawn. Well, this made waves when it first came out. However, it hasn't been discussed in probably 20 years. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And to be honest, I've only seen maybe three episodes ever in the past. So I'm excited to go down this road to figure out what's happening with HBO's Spawn. Now stick with me. I'm going to be switching up the format a little bit because... Oh my goodness, my platform switched up how uh, how I'm producing these episodes, and I'm going to try to take full advantage of his capabilities. So bear with me as we are putting together a show this weekend, and I'm going to watch HBO's Spawn. Next up, why I'm excited for this show. Mind you folks, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, this, uh, this show is not meant for children. I know it's based on a comic book property, uh, which kind of lends itself in that direction, but no, it is very dark, it is very graphic, uh, and please, if you're not comfortable with your kids watching, you know, explicit, explicit, uh, you know, scene or imagery, eh, you might want to keep them away, watch this after they go to bed, uh, because I have a little bit of an experience with the comic book. And it goes to some dark places. So, yeah, let's hear why I'm excited for HBO's Spawn on HBO Now. <laughs> I'm not far into the podcast, and I've already made a mistake. And a big one for my for my scale, uh, because this is an animated show, and I love voice talents. I say this so often, but I love voice. I just think it does a crazy thing. And I was going off of what I thought, oh, well, let me tell you the mistake. The voice actor who played Spawn. I was going off of my memory for the couple episodes of the show, the show that I saw and, like, the feeling that I got from that voice. And then I was going to a, uh, a voice talent that I know kind of matches that feeling. So I said it was Kevin Michael Richardson. And, in fact, it is Keith David. Now, that's a huge difference to me um, because Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, he, although he does have a, you know, gritty, great voice, uh, Keith David was Goliath from... Uh, from the animated show, the Disney animated show, Gargoyles. He was also the voodoo man from uh, The Princess and the Frog, which I and my nieces loved, just adored that movie. Uh, he's been a, you know, a talented actor for many, many years that I enjoy watching and I love listening to. Although Kevin Michael Richardson, oh, man, I love his voice. I wish it was him. Uh, sometimes my human Wikipedia brain just fails me. Now, on with the episode. Doom, 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 doom.
Okay, so let's talk about why I'm excited for watching Spawn this weekend. Well, first off, let me put it this way. I am a comic book nerd. That's why this is Comic Book Month, February 2018. Uh, but also, earlier in this month, we were, I was having discussion with other uh, users on the Anchor FM platform about sort of favorite, personal favorite um, African-American characters in comic books. I just, I don't, I don't think I've gotten enough do. Uh, and it's Al Simmons, Spawn, was one of them uh, for me because I, you know, I grew up a, a comic book nerd and uh, seeing this character uh, or really the concept of a character that's, you know, loved his wife so much that he was willing to make a deal with the devil uh, in, like, and possibly bring on the end of the world and humanity, you know, into damnation and whatnot. Uh, th that's, that, that's an interesting concept. Uh, but I guess if I want to be a little bit more concrete, uh, yeah, in, in concept spawn is a really interesting show. It's like this, this show or this, you know, comic about this guy that's trying to get a little bit of extra time, uh, with his, his wife, his estranged wife, you know, cause he died and whatnot. And, uh, it's essentially Faust, you know, it's like a, he, he sets up a, uh, a Faustian, uh, agreement with, uh, you know, with the Delva and uh, with the devil in exchange for, uh, you know, bringing on the end of the world, maybe. And, uh, that's, that seems like it should be enough. Um, I guess another thing I'm, I'm excited for is this is sort of early HBO, right? Like Spawn came out, let's put this in timeline, right? Spawn came out roughly the same time as uh, Sex in the City. I mean, it, it came out a year before, but those two shows ran together. Also, I believe it could have, yeah, it could have run the same time as Oz and maybe have a small overlap with The Sopranos as well. So this is uh, not, while it isn't like super early HBO, like Tales from the Crypt, this is early HBO as we know it. This is the predecessor to... You know, shows like The West, or, or, or The West Wing, no, wrong network, West World, and Game of Thrones, or, uh, for example, or, you know, Six Feet Under. This is HBO making a bigger push to put out more content for themselves. And they they were willing to take some, take some risks, do some weird things, because, you know, the Spawn cartoon came out uh, shortly after the movie, uh, the, the Spawn movie starring Michael Jai White, which this is the small amount of research I did do for that. I was curious to, you know, did the Spawn movie like break even? Cause there was a Spawn mania during the 1990s. And, uh, so first off Spawn like doubled its budget in, in, a, in how much money it made back. And, uh, but it doubled its budget while just pissing off a lot of uh, of critics, in fact, there weren't very many critics that had anything positive to say about it. Um, you know, I guess leave aside uh, Roger Ebert, who thought it was great. <laughs> but Roger, I think Roger Ebert just happens to like Michael Jai White because he also just adored a Black Dynamite. Which, if anybody talks trash about Black Dynamite, they can catch two hands and a nap if you if if that you know if they talk to me because Black Dynamite is one of the most perfect movies to come out in cinema history. But let's get back to why I'm excited for this you know for this show. 
uh, topic for Alice Spawn because it's early HBO as we know it. Because I am a comic book nerd, it was it's an unlikely weird character um, that didn't have to be African American, um, but it worked out to be that way. And and he and he had a you know a sense of nobility. And like in the in the uh, let's say in the aftermath, or yeah, I guess it's the aftermath because Black Panther has already come out. Uh, Black Panther wasn't the first, uh, you know, black superhero uh, on on the cinema screen, uh, but there there are a lot that you know kind of been went forgotten, especially prior to the big Marvel era that happened in the two thousands and late, you know, in the twenty tens. Like we were making comic book movies before then, and they were doing fine. Like Spawn did just fine. So uh, that's really why I am so excited for Spawn, because it has a lot, you know, like, the concept is cool, it has a lot of promise, and I figure, hell, why not? Why not? Up, up, up. Well, now it's time for me to push some unsolicited ads. What are unsolicited ads, you may ask? Well, those are people, places, things, products, concepts, and comic books that haven't asked me, nor have they paid me dime one to promote what they do. I just happen to like it, and I want to let you know. That's all. Um, well, this month is comic book months and, and month, and I ha- I'm doubling it up on the comic book recommendations. Just, you know, these are those little-known titles, or not really little-known, but, like, these are not your big huge Superman titles, there you go, uh, that uh, get a ton of attention that way, but I think they're just strong and good at what they do. I'm going to get off uh, on two of them on the in the mythical side this weekend. First of them is going to be Bill Willingham's Fables. All right, think about that. Just remember it. Bill Willingham's Fables. It is a wonderful book. Actually, it spun off, I think, two, two video games from Telltale Games so far, um, but if you like the idea of uh, let's see, uh, like highly political, uh, medieval fable characters from, you know, fairy tales, you know, trying to live in, trying to live low key in the normal world, uh, but not losing any of their grit or their, uh, their edge and still being again, highly political and willing to, willing to kill and die. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's Bill Williams' fables. It isn't consistently drawn by the same people throughout its entire its entire run, but it tells a great narrative with really complex characters. I will never look at characters like Snow White or uh, the Big Bad Wolf or um, even Jack of Tales the same again. Like it just adds a lot of dimension to these characters and makes them really pop. It does something different, and I know like. People say, like, you could say, oh, this has already been done with, like, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time is just cute stuff. It is, like, it is nothing, uh, <laughs> by contrast to uh, Fables, which is one of my perennial favorites. Another one is, you know, this moves along the fantastical, mythical, uh, uh, fairy tale-ish kind of stuff. And that's going to be uh, Skull Kickers. That's all one word, Skull Kickers. And that's on Image Comics. It's, if you imagine a, uh, you know, a world where you, where you have, you know, 
it's essentially maxing, mixing up the, the humor of Army of Darkness or Evil Dead and, uh, you know, a dwarf and a bald guy who are bounty hunters and will do anything for the money and pay and that that is just they're gonna they're down to kill stuff and it's so funny it's so smart it's it understands what it's doing and it does it so well i recommend those two comic books to anybody that says hey i want to read something different i want to read a non-super title and i kind of like the you know the fairy tale fantastic fables and skull kickers all right, moving on to my second unsolicited ad. Uh, I always save one for a podcast coming from the uh, Anchor FM platform. Uh, and to, this week is honestly no different. Well, kind of no different. We'll just say no different. I say that because, first off, I do want to congratulate the Anchor FM uh, developers because they just came out with a third version. So I, you know, this is for everybody on that platform. They host this uh, this podcast right here, and I've really appreciated and enjoyed the work that they've done. This time, they've really outdone themselves in how they have uh, redesigned the app to make it easier for you know podcasters, for people that want to have like a regular podcast, uh, and do it you know, do it on the go. Well, um, I'm going to I'm going to focus on one podcast in particular. It's it's been a, one of my favorites for a little bit of time now, and that's Lulu Island. That's L U L U Island. Huge comic book fan. That uh, that podcast is a little bit more on a performance art side than sort of like structured, uh, like what I do. It's like hyper structured <laughs> story, uh, like story about movies that nobody's watching. No, it's, she's just like a talented artist who likes to do performance art in the form of of a podcast, and it's never lacking for entertainment. And it gets personal, and it gets uh, interesting. And oh my god, if if you have a chance, take a listen, and if it, if it doesn't make sense to you, listen again, listen to another, just keep going, because the heart is really there, and I, I really enjoy it. Now, I traditionally do three unsolicited ads, but you know what? I've talked enough right now. Let's get into Todd McFarlane's Spawn on HBO Now. All right, so first, I'm going to say I hate doing Watch It, Don't Watch It, Um but in my next, in, in like my next iteration, my next segment, uh, in the next part of this rundown, I'm going to tell you who this show is for, right? Right now, I'm going to try to tell you technically how, how Spawn works. Spawn, Todd McFarlane Spawn is a hosted show. Like every week, Todd McFarlane would come in at the beginning of the show and introduce the character of Spawn, or try to give you some through line about what's happening here. And then the show itself, the cartoon, was a uh, was essentially a remake of the Spawn comic series, the first run of Spawn, which is different because that just doesn't happen these days. Like Walking Dead, different animal. Uh, you look at Logan, the film, and Old Man Logan, the property, different animal. Days of Future Past for X-Men, different thing. Uh, it's so to have you know have a, a high commitment to tutorial and source material is is something that's uh, quite the departure we're used to seeing. Secondly, I will point out something right now that impressed me um, a lot because I looked at the music credits because I myself am a huge music fan, and the composing credits went to Shirley Walker. Hold on, one second. 
anybody that's heard me talk about comic properties in the past have heard me talk about Batman the Animated Series and uh, Superman the Animated Series and Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and so forth. That was all composed by Shirley Walker. She is incredible and a musical hero of mine. So the fact that she, they, you know, that uh, this comic series, Atomic Brown Spawn, pulled on uh, Shirley Walker and also pulled on uh, Keith David, who is himself a talent, a voice talent. Um, it said something that they wanted to make a like a high quality uh, product. Now that said, there are some limitations here. You can you can kind of feel the budget because it's not as smoothly animated. So if you're a fan of like lo-fi things that don't look you know polished like DreamWorks got to it or uh, or Pix this is the grand the brand new Pixar masterpiece. If you want to look at something that's a little bit more gritty. Uh, in the artistic world, boom, this, this is it. It is gritty. Um, and as far as like the writing goes, I, this is HBO again, taking a chance. And a lot of their series is that were very successful. Their first seasons were not, um, the same, didn't get the same reception as the show late in the, in the, in the run. For example, the Sopranos in the first season is a different animal than the Sopranos, uh, in season four or five. And uh, for another great example is that Sex and the City in that first clunky season uh, wasn't at the darling that it was, uh, you know, close to its end. Spawn starts out in the same spot. HBO gives it a couple seasons. It got three seasons altogether, so Robo. Um, but you know, this is uh, this is a low, like a low fidelity, gritty. Um, <laughs> it's a it's it's a dirty cartoon, and that's also something that I want to note. Uh, the thing about Spawn is that HBO had an animation department, something that went for adults, uh, you know, for adult people went away. Um, and that made me sad to be honest, because for all the success that HBO has had, uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, live action series, in, you know, for example, Westworld and Game of Thrones, Six Feet Under, and Oz, they have not enjoyed that same kind of uh, success in the animated realm, nor have they had, like, a, like a big legacy. And I really would, I would kill to see the kind of stuff that HBO would be, you know, they could do if they put more push into their animation. So that aside, that's sort of technically where, where the show is going. Uh, it's... It, 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 it's it's definitely a throwback for today's uh, TV watch, especially today's HBO viewer. Um, we don't see shows like this anymore, period. Uh, and and so to to see the style is a little bit weird, but you know it's uh it, it's 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 fine. It's fine for what it is, and I can see how it also turn off a lot of people, uh, especially again if you're a modern HBO fan. And you expect that, you know, that high bar that they set, you expect that the show is going to clear it? Sorry. This is the Everybody Came From Somewhere show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to explain to you guys next the story that HBO Spawn is trying to tell and who I think that is going to get the most love and fun out of this. Uh, without, you know, because there's no need to beat it up. Uh, this show, I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. I've only gotten as far as about the end of the first season. I'm probably going to watch the second and third seasons. I'm just not super excited to do so uh, because I've, I already essentially know the story. Uh, but 
you know, I, I let, let's get into that. Let's get into that next, uh, <laughs> what, what the story is trying to tell. Let's try to get into that now. All right, here we go. Trying to tell the story of Spawn. What's the story this is trying to sell? Well, this is, again, this is a dirty, this is dirty, gritty HBO. This, this kind of stuff doesn't really exist. Oh, what about Game of Thrones? They have a lot of sex and boobs and they show human male penises. Yeah, that happens too. But it's classed up in, uh, in, in Game of Thrones. It's classed up by far. Uh, compared to early HBO, where people, like, honestly, kids, kids in their teens, like, they, they hung out waiting for that HBO weekend so that they could see some just raunch, uh, or at least, you know, the HBO version of raunch, which you just couldn't find on TV those days, uh, and it was early internet, so, again, not happening. Uh, so, this is HBO being dirty and stuff with cartoons. Spawn is the story about Al Simmons, who uh, was a killer for, you know, the CIA. <laughs> uh, why? Because the CIA needs people to kill other people. Uh, so this is a story of Al Simmons who died uh, mysteriously and was, and he, he went to hell. Okay, cool. He was a killer. He went to hell. And uh, while in hell, he made a deal with the devil so he could see his wife again. When he came back to the city, you know, like the unnamed spawn city, uh, he found it full of, he didn't know who he was, what had happened, what he was all about, and he found himself in this city that's dirty, he's living in an alley with homeless people, and, uh, it, it's, it's crime-ridden, people are getting shot right and left, the mob runs, it's run by, by mob characters, and, uh, and enforcers, and Spawn having this sense, like, Al, the, the person inside Spawn, who he was before he died, uh, has a sense of justice in him, and he doesn't want to see innocent people get hurt. Wait, scratch that, rewind it. <laughs> Al, having a sense of justice, wants to see people who do the hurting hurt more. There we go. Much better put. Because if he didn't want to see bad, good people getting hurt, he, he would go out of his way to make sure that good people didn't get hurt. But instead, he does it the other way. It, so people are going to get hurt. He's going to he's gonna hurt those other people more. Kind of like the Punisher, right? I mean, the Punisher does a little bit more saving. But that's that's Al Simmons' the spawn. Like, Al Simmons as spawn. And he finds himself in the middle of a, you know, of, of a mob government conspiracy, kind of. Uh, because they're the ones that are pulling the strings to make the violence happen, to keep... Uh, to keep ta the, the town, the city running the way it does. And he also finds, him, finds himself in the middle of a, uh, a very difficult uh, situation between the devil and God, where the devil needs him to kill people and to bring on the end of the world. And God, the Christian God, you know, that one, uh, kind of doesn't want that to happen. Uh, and Al is not a big fan of bringing on to the end of the world. It seems like he hasn't, he has no interest in that, you know, bringing on gloom and doom. Uh, but he made an agreement and he has a handler. He has somebody to watch over him. Uh, the violator. It's like this fat, uh, fat clown looking character. Uh, some of the time who has to get him in shape, who has to whip him into shape to bring on the end of the world. Okay, cool. How do you know the violator is evil? Well, he's a fat clown who, like, who masturbates openly and, like, 
wipes his hands off on, he's gross. And he like, yeah, and he does gross stuff constantly. Uh, so that in a nutshell is kind of spawn. Like he's in a really gross situation. He wants to hurt bad people. Uh, and there was a lot of bad people that need to get hurt. Whoo, buddy. Uh, in this, this is a fine show. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fine show who I think the best audience for this is let's kind of get it. Let's aim it this way. This seems very much like a show from, you know, like, like he, Tommy McFarlane was a younger guy at this point, And it was, it was rebellious image comics was the picture of rebellion because it was artists from Marvel and DC who said, you know what? The hell with being told what to do by these big publishers, we're going to start our own company and we're going to be great and we're going to do dirty stuff and we're going to do violent stuff and we're going to do cool stuff just because it's cool or dirty or violent and we're going to be successful on our own. And Todd Todd McFarlane is one of these kids. Um, He was a young guy who used to work on Spider-Man and he's like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of being told what to do. Uh, and having no ownership of what I what I want and getting not getting enough credit. I'm going to start my own thing. And that's what Spawn is. It's, it's very much rebellion. It's like so anybody that kind of feels that that teen rebellion or that like, hey, listen, I'm going to resist the authority and I'm going to do my own damn thing. This might be a fair show for you. If you're looking for kind of like dirty, gritty HBO because it doesn't exist anymore in that same way, like Pimps, uh, Pimps Up, Hose Down doesn't happen anymore. Um, I know what you're saying. Uh, the Deuce. The Deuce kind of has, no, the Deuce is classy. <laughs> but Pimps Up, Hose Down was not classy. It was its own damn thing. Uh, same thing with Spawn. Own damn thing. And it does dirty and animated and gritty and it's so if this is your like if this is your bag, like lo-fi animation or rebellion because uh, fuck them. That's uh, you know that 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 is that might be a you might be a fair audience for this uh, you know for this show. Um, who this is not for? Oh God! Um, if you are heavy into moralizing, if you if you really want to watch like ethical TV, don't don't bother. You're looking in the wrong place. That's like watching Pimps Up Hollows Down and expecting that you're gonna feel good or like uh, justice has been served or this is socially correct. You know what? These shows didn't care about that. They, in fact, that 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 viewpoint is part of what they're giving the middle finger to, um, which may be justifiably so, but it's again not for you. Um, well, that's really all I got, man. How about I just like not mess with the mic, not drop the mic while I'm trying to podcast over here but that's really in summation what spawn is all about uh it's it's fair it's it's a fine show i think it looks cooler as stills so i prefer the comic version um but you know what hats off to mcfarland for doing his thing and hats off for shirley walker god rest her soul uh for putting together some beautiful soundtracks uh for you know for an ominous show that's dirty (laughs) all right well i'm gonna move on to doing my thing for the week i hope that everybody is able to enjoy uh the end of comic book month as we know it and uh yeah let's let's get to watching another title next week